Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey, your host, John Boy, John Boy, John Boy Time. Joining me as ever, prettiest boy under the sun, the be-all, end-all, Ken-doll. Three children stapped on top of each other. They're fucking ripped. They have huge cocks. They're pretending to be an adult, man. They're not, clearly. They're in a trench coat, and they're just trying to get into some adult movie, I guess. You know? Porno. Porno. Red light district. Aaron Joseph Pita, how are you over there? Dude, I'm feeling like fucking Dr. Manhattan Beach right now, bro. He's thinking of for himself. That's nice. That's very nice. <laughs> Just came up with that right now. I feel pretty, pretty fucking good about it. Yeah? Yeah, dude. It's 2020, and I'm sitting in a studio with my it's homies. so dumb. You fucking love it. It's you so... love it, too. Who loves it? To your right, my left, handsome Matt Brousseau? Yeah. Right, thank oh, you. Thank you. Hey. Great. Wonderful as always. How are you? I'm doing great. Man, you look good. Thank you. You, too. Um, this guy's losing weight over here. Keto kid, John boy, John boy, falling off me. Oh, it's sick. It's dripping on the floor. It's sick. I'm gonna. Have, I'm finally gonna make uh, make all those medium shirts I bought all those years ago. Oh wow. Well. I know that's my fear is to run out of the medium. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you used to have that bit. About yeah, not being when a medium. I die, if I if I suddenly die, people are gonna come into my house and go through my closet and be like, "This guy was definitely not a medium shirt." <laughs> Why does he have all these medium shirts? What's that? So my friend Joe that uh, makes shirts for a living, he was always pleading with me to accept a large shirt, and I was like, "No, I'm I'm gonna get skinny again," and uh, I wouldn't let him give me a again. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was used to be skinny. Really? Yeah, yeah, big time. When was that? You've seen those. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fucking enormous. No, guy. no, not at all. But uh, skinny, I mean, skinny is skinny, 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 thin, skinny, thin, skinny, skinny, skinny. I say when the last time I was skinny it was like 26. Pretty nice, huh? You know, like pretty hot. Hot little cum dump like oh, you. Oh, God. Fuck. Don't even know what to do with all my shit. Oh, um, I want to uh, say that uh, Joe is uh, the best screen printer in the world, and you should get shirts from grave- GraveyardShiftSP.com. That is Graveyard Shift Screen Printing. Uh, my friend Joe and Jesse and their son Wilson operate it out of their home. Uh, you will get no better price on printed shirts. Uh, maybe he'll work with you on something custom. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need a whole bunch of shirts made for your business. But all, you know, 9,000 of our listeners should be getting their shirts made at GraveyardShiftSP.com. Graveyard Shift Screen Printing by the Latchet family. I, 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 I don't, I, I, they make I, our shirts. If, 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 you're not, if you're not getting your shirts made there, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know. Are, are yeah. you unshirted right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you topless? <laughs> Can't get into 7-Eleven. <laughs> Due to a strict no shirt, no shoes, no service policy, you may be entitled to clothing. <laughs> you, uh, you don't pay unless you successfully get a shirt. Yeah. Uh, it's true. He will not take your money without giving you a shirt. I swear to God. Maybe call him old fashioned, call him crazy, call him a freak, call yeah. him a pervert. Yeah. That's just, just the way he runs his shop, the way he does yeah. business. I mean, he'll give you the shirt off his own back. If you like your shirts pre worn, <laughs> he'll do it. He'll put it right on. Mediums, largest, he doesn't care. He'll throw it right on. He'll stuff it down his pants if you want. Wow. He's sick. <laughs> he is sick. And he is incest. Wow. I don't know about that. Um, we, um, 
Also wanted to say, uh, follow us on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Profiles and Eccentricity on Instagram. PP Podcast on mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, please grab a hold of our beautiful Patreon with an endless stream of content weekly, extra shows. How steady is the stream? I mean, it's thick golden braids. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. I, I mean, you, 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 They're more like ropes. Ropes, hot, steamy ropes, yeah. thick golden braids. Whatever you want. How, what, however you like your streams. I don't care how you get freaky or weird. I don't care. Y- y- we got it for you. If you like, uh, I mean, lately, I got to tell you. What I got, tell me. I'm, we've been on a run lately. We've been on a run lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, you you did a, a, a great thing about sodomy. Uh-huh. Illegal sodomy and... Uh... Which is not the same as legal sodomy. This sodomy is so bad it's illegal. That's yep. right. Also, uh, witness protection animals. Witness protection animals. That's uh, exactly right. Next week, um, a history of bestiality in the uh, colonies. I mean, it's, it's like just... you're reading the deepest part of my soul mm-hmm. and giving me like exactly that. what I want. I knew you'd like mm-hmm. um, Aaron, the fan fiction. Uh, fan I, fiction from Aaron Pita about about uh, the Avengers. Yeah, the uh, Marvel big unit. hit on the Patreon. Big hit. It was. I think it may be the thing I was born to do. I could see that. I had so much fun writing and performing that. Uh, Acting it out. Act, and so I think the next time I'm gonna make a script, pass outside to my boys here. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a little uh, audio drama. I'm a, I'm, a method, I'm a method actor, so it's oh, great. Could have fucking. Can I can I grab the small of your back and whisper on your left as mm-hmm. I penetrate your bung? Well, hey Dude, man, absolutely. Art's art. Hey, yeah. pretty good stuff. Whatever man. it takes. Hey, whatever it takes. Anything. Um, hey, I was on a great podcast this week. I know. It's uh, it's called Nerd Goat. That's exactly right. Ron Came... Swallow and Ed Greer. That's right. I go on there and I uh, I wax philosophical and poetic and romantic about. One of my favorite comic book characters of all time, mm-hmm. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, we go pretty deep. It's pretty nice. Yeah, about an hour and a half of some some real good shit. Yeah, uh, TV show, movie, movie. TV show, uh, original uh, masterpiece artwork. Oh, Watchmen. God. Watchmen. The Bible, the, the Old Testament, if you will. Absolutely. And uh, before Watchmen and Doomsday Clock. That's what's so cool about the timing of getting getting to do that podcast is that you know up until a couple years ago. All there was was just Watchmen, the original graphic novel. And in the past two years, there's been before Watchmen sure. by ZZ, Doomsday Clock, and then, of course, the wonderful, wonderful HBO series, Watchmen. Uh, so we got to, had a lot to draw off of, and uh, I had a blast. I, I think everybody should go listen to it. It's called Nerd Goat. Mm-hmm. It's the most recent episode just came out on Monday. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, it came out two days ago. Yes. And um, go check it out. It's a great podcast. Yeah. John and Matt have both done it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wonderful great episodes. Time. I would say listen to uh, Matt's Troy McClure episode and Aaron's Dr. Manhattan episode. I do Kang the Conqueror and then just cruise through that list and find your favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so, I mean, it's not just comic book. It's Nadav it's really, does Dr. Doom. Uh, Nadav yeah. Fleischer's Dr. Doom is great. Mm-hmm. Somebody who loves Dr. Doom as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Estrada's Wolverine yeah. is really good. Strong. Um, there's a few other really good ones on there that it's like, wow, people really give a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check that shit out. Check it out. And let them know what you think. Let us know what you think. Let yeah. Me, let me know what you think. Yeah. Feedback. Please. I love to get fed back. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I want to tell you about, um, some, some more, uh, 
kind of 19th century criminal nonsense. Thieves? Big favorite um, right now. It's hot. It's hot right now. City in New York. Um, I uh, I just, I, I really fell in love with this, this story about this woman uh, that was, uh, she was called the Queen of the Fences. Oh. I think I've heard this. Have you? Uh, the name sounds familiar. I have no idea what it is. Uh, her name was o- Old Mother or Marm Mandelbaum. Mandelbaum? Yeah. Marm Mandelbaum. Marm is just mom yeah, or right. Old Mother Mandelbaum. And uh, she was German Jewish. Uh, she moved over here when she was just 18 years old in the year 1849. Um, and her and her husband, who uh, was described as a non-entity. He was a non-entity. <laughs> yes, that Mother Marm is running the show. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And um, she, she comes over here, she's 18, uh, with her husband, who is named Wolf Israel Mandelbaum. Wolf Israel Mandelbaum. With a yeah. name like that, you don't have to do anything. He, he, <laughs> so, he sounds like he sounds like he should be just like hitting like like Germans hiding out in South America. <laughs> yeah, Wolf Israel Mandelbaum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a non-entity. <laughs> Who is he? He is a, he is a ghost. <laughs> he comes out of the, the woodwork and hunts us here in, in Buenos Aires. <laughs> it's crazy. He's like a were man. He's rumored to be a wolf. Um, Mother Marm, uh, is just peddling straight up bullshit on the streets of Hanover, where she's from, and then New York when she gets here, and, uh, I think even though she is quite a, uh, uh, frumpy woman. At 18? Uh, yeah, she's, uh... (laughs) She's already a Marm at 18? (laughs) Yeah, she's, she's quite, um... She's Husky. She's said to have the neck of a bear. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And the eyes of a sparrow. Wow. Uh, and she wore a, and her big, a, wolf. a big fancy, like, feathery hat that did nothing to distract from how ugly she was, they said. At 18? Yes. I mean, even ugly 18-year-old girls are still their 18, you know? No. Yeah. Uh, she, um, but she's, probably, she's aging in bear years. <laughs> so she comes here in uh, in 49 uh, with her husband, and they have uh, two girls and two boys. Human? And they are not doing very well huh. with, uh, you know, just like make, make, working 14-hour days and like bringing in six bucks, like that type of shit. And they got to raise these kids. And so... She is, um, I think, possibly prostituting, but most of it is... Uh, That's probably not going well either, huh? Yeah. So she gets into this, uh, this uh, you know, kind of like underworld thing, and she just, uh, you know, wheels and deals a little bit, and then like, and then she gets a, uh, a building where it's like, all right, we're going to live on this building on Clinton Street in the Lower East Side, and the kids will live upstairs, and we have a dry goods store in front, but everything's going on in the back. <laughs> Right, mm. everything's going on in the back, um, and they uh, they kind of you know make this little like haberdashery or whatever, and it's just you know like fucking grain and nonsense and shit like that. And she's uh, and a haberdashery. That's hat. That's a hat hat making, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hat making and dry goods, and then party in the back, huh? Uh, right, and uh, she's they can do everything there. She's um. <laughs> She's taken in, like, you know, just shit from everywhere, and she earns a reputation as, as having this very shrewd but, like, effective disposition where it was, like, 
She could just glance at all the shit you rubbed and pretty much tell you right away how much she was going to give you for it. Yeah, so those uh, sparrow know? eyes of hers. Yeah, and it was uh, determined to be something like, um, I think uh, it was one-fifth of wholesale was her take or something like that. So it was kind of effective where you wanted to bring your stuff to her because you were still keeping like 80%. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's you know, whatever. Just uh, She's tough but fair. Yeah, you know? and they love, they love dealing with her. And, you know, she never is really getting her hands dirty, right? Um, and that's why she's the fence. She she's fencing the goods, right? Yeah, she's yeah she's fencing the goods, and you know they uh, they have a, a bit of a uh, panic in the market in '57, and a ton of businesses you know fail, banks close, and shit like that. And this is really where she kind of um, starts killing it because she starts uh, taking in kids. What? And teaching them. Uh, I thought you meant fencing kids, dude. No, 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 no. She started um, teaching kids. All right, that's pretty good. So she... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little It's a lot better than there. fencing them. Yeah, she's like... She's uh, teaching them to fence. Fucking the Lolita Express haberdashery. She never did any deals until, like, you know, fucking there was, um, there was just, like, money in her hand, and, like, she just, you know, just very, you know, uh, simple way of dealing with things, and, um... It was, you know, it was hard to basically, like, rob her of the shit, you know, you just kind of sold her kind of deal. Um, and she had a ton of hiding places. She had, like, a false back fireplace where, like, that opened up, and then there was a dumbwaiter there that carried shit up and down. Cool. So, like, in a raid, it was just, like, all of this shit could just, like, kind of, like, fly away, you know, if need be. But also part of her thing was, you know, being mom was taking care of the cops, you know, and, like, the politicians and stuff like that. And it comes to be that, like, Tammany Hall looks to her for Jewish votes. Mm -hmm. um, even though as a woman, she couldn't vote, even. Right. But she was, like, she could, she, drum it up. She could whip a vote. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, she sent all those kids out. Oh, right, yeah. Um, the male kids. Well, even the, the little girls. But like, they kind of look like Mr. boys. <laughs> so there would be, you know, like, things like like the, the, the thieves then would, like, fucking... Uh, basically, like, curry favor with her and get her special things that, like, this is for you to keep. Uh -huh. So her house becomes just this fucking... Treasure trove. Palace of, of shit, you know? And um, she was really about promoting female criminality. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Nice. Yeah. Um, She's setting the tone. Yeah. Um, they, uh... She was, um, you know, as as a fence. She was a huge competitor um, to other other fences, like the this guy uh, Grady of the Grady Gang, and um, she uh, would uh, have kind of a gang of blackmailers and stuff like that. And there was this thing where, like, you would come in and you would be a child and you'd be like, "All right, here you go. You're gonna you pickpocket, right? Mm -hmm. In my school, you pickpocket." And uh, she ends up training some of the most successful criminals of the era mm. in this school. So let me ask you, she's this is 1850s, 1860s Manhattan? Mm-hmm. So... Lower East Side, in a shitty little 13th Ward where, like, the air was disgusting. Yeah, I mean, the whole the air was disgusting everywhere. Yeah. So this is also, like, gangs in New York time, too. Mm-hmm. And not so much the time of uh, our, our, our Italian friend... 
Joe. Not as much. No, that's a little bit later. But this is around the time of the you just did the Gains in New York episode. Mm-hmm. So this is there's there's some crossover here. There's definitely some crossover. Crazy. Here. Um, you know, if you're a kid, the air is not so bad because you're. But lower, yeah, it's you know right? basically, you're not really. Uh, you're not really seeing her, uh, you know, sweat. There's none of that shit of the gangs in New York. I think it's, bears don't sweat. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's just there's there's no harm, and uh, everybody going out on the street doing this shit is the people leaving school and then going committing crimes. They yeah. are, but uh, you know, She's Mar just a- Mandelbaum is just back at home with her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, she taught these kids extremely young, and you know they kind of. They kind of came out when, you know, they needed her, mm-hmm. you know, to show show them how to do this stuff. And uh, it was like uh, you, you graduated from pickpocketing mm-hmm. and you got older. And then it was uh, courses, courses in safe cracking and, wow. and, and, bu- and burglary. And then masterclass. Yeah. Can I get that? On? Can I download it? The fucking like what she considered the graduate course college. Was uh, confidence in blackmailing. Ah, of Ooh, course. boy, that's expert level shit. Yeah. Right. Well, there's the physical, and then there's the mental. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, so working so, with mercury. Yeah. So high science. She had a, a lot of these people. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, at her disposal as well as people she trained. People with names like Queen Liz, uh, Black Lena Kleinschmidt, Adam Worth, <laughs> Sophie Lyons, who is considered like one of the. Best con people of all time. Sophie Lyons. Sophie Lyons. Uh, George Leonidas Leslie. Uh, Big Mary. You'd like that. Oh, God. Um, there's uh, <laughs> Kind of like Leonidas, too. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sophie Lyons would, would say, um, I was not quite six years old when I stole my first pocketbook. Wow. Um, I was very happy because I was petted and rewarded. Petted? <laughs> You're a good one. Yeah, my, my wretched stepmother patted my curly head, gave me a bag of candy, and said I was a good girl. I hate wretched stepmoms. <laughs> and so, uh, they, uh, you know, uh, they were, you know, kind of, um, you know, treating her like, you know, disparagingly as a German Jewess, as was she was called at the time. Um, but everybody respected her because there was even the, even the chief of police was just like this was just a pure business person, you know, um, not looking for any kind of glamour. It was just like business, 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 business. And she didn't talk. She treated her words like economically. Like, why say anything if I don't fucking have to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because now, besides the, the you know, the, the storefront and the house full of shit, she's now going on to get two warehouses full. Of Just store- to house oh, the goods. Yes. Mm. It's completely insane. Um, she, uh... She was called, yes, a thorough businesswoman, um, and the police chief, is George Washington Walling, was also the one who, who wrote the book where he called her husband a non-entity. A non-entity, uh, Wolf Israel... Wolf Israel Man, uh, Mandel- Mandelbaum. With such a name... I know. To be a non-entity is a real travesty. Well, yeah. maybe that was on purpose. Maybe, maybe, maybe he really is an entity, and he's right. so good that exactly. like, we don't even know what kind of entity he mm-hmm. was. Anyways, he's, he's at... He, He's ad- he's absent from all this bullshit, right? Yep. So she's also just a little bit of a community person where she's like, she meets people through the synagogue. She goes to the beer halls and meets people. There's oyster halls where she meets people. There's oyster halls? Those are oyster famous. halls. Yeah. Was, it, that, was that for poor people? 
Yeah, so you could have sex with a prostitute after. Wait, what? Yeah, because you're so horny from all those oysters. Okay, you're making that up. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. He, be... loved, he loved it. <laughs> sex and oysters? <laughs> oh. Well, no, it makes a lot of sense. I know. It does make a lot of sense, John. Yeah. And I think, sidebar, business opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. But well, I, let me back pocket that. It, Don't forget it's my idea. In a dip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, always, I mean, because, you know, foods like lobster and, and a lot of like shellfish type of stuff were traditionally. Poor people food? Mm-hmm. Was this the case for oyster halls? Was that like a poor people thing? Uh, I think it was a uh, a fast and, and ready thing uh-huh. from the New York pier. Um, yeah, you delicious. know what I mean. Uh, so it was uh, it was probably just um, all about the freshness, right? right. You know. Uh, I but I assume it was, there, it was a class. Uh, it would be, yeah. But she's kind of, you know, she's rubbing elbows with, you know, higher level people. Like uh-huh. I said, through Tammany Hall Connects and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then it's like, well, I know this person, and I, you know, and now I know this policeman because I go to this place, and, right, right. and then you know, it's like blah 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 blah. And so she would host these parties where all of these criminals would be shoulder to shoulder with cops and politicians. I'm talking about the most notorious New York criminals. It, man, things at have the not same changed dinner very party. much, bro. Yeah. That's, uh, but it's still absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Uh, to this guy, uh, this guy Max Shinburn would be there and he'd be like, one of, one of the most accomplished bank robbers of all time. Um, and they'd be like, well, what, what are you doing? Banking. Bank- yeah. And banking. Mm-hmm. Well, which, which, ba- a, a lot, lot, lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. Is what he yeah. said. Name yeah. it. You name one. Right. I've been there. In and out. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of a, I'm a money guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so many, um, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> so the uh, the the newspapers w- would say these things about her, and you have to, of course, wonder how much is just hyperbole or whatever. But from a lot of the things that I read about just her like progeny, I don't think this is any uh, kind of exaggeration to say that she was the first that put crime in America on a syndicated basis. <laughs> She syndicated crime. crime. Yeah, oh. the greatest crime promoter of all time, <laughs> and the nucleus and center of the whole organization of crime in the city of New York. Wow, as you know, she started them young. She built them up, and a lot of the shit coming through was silk, uh, mm-hmm. diamonds, horses, carriages, <laughs> silverware, bonds, gold, silver, uh, lace. Diamonds, um, a, a huge portion of the looted shit from the Chicago fire ended up in her possession. No fucking way. Yeah, 18, it's a little, little smoky, but... It smells like... Are these oysters smoked? <laughs> this whole cow? They're, they're delicious. <laughs> um, and she was really shrewd with being like, I deal with one criminal at a time. Corroborated testimony, not an issue for me. I have nothing but one-on-one conversations. Wow. And very uh, short, curt ones. Yes. That. Yes. No. Oysters. Uh, $5. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Um, you... Mom. <laughs> um, she... Uh, do you have an uh, artist rendering, or did the photo, did the camera break Aaron, upon taking a Bare picture? neck. Sparrow eyes. Uh, yeah, I, it's, yeah it's, we'll get to the bestiality episode later. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I don't think Just I don't. Think I don't think I actually have one of her. I have, I have some of uh, of uh, some of her her other people, mm. but I don't have one of her. Um, so she, uh, yeah, she's running the school and she's you know g- getting all this shit, and now she's dealing with more and more uh, very accomplished bank robbers 
Um, and they are carrying out some of the biggest scores that have ever happened. Um, there is a... The, the blackmail business is like... She runs gangs of blackmailers. Gangs of con artists. Besides the hordes of pickpockets. Right. Um, Diversify. She only stops the school when... Like a really high up official in the police department, his son tries to join her school of crime. The son of the chief of police. Yeah. Is, well, not the chief of police, but a high ranking police official. His son tries to join and she's just like, that's fucking too much. Yeah. I, I can't be doing so it's that. It's a departed shit. scenario situation. Yeah. So maybe you have the answer to this, maybe you don't. But I'm curious. How, you know, what, what is a school of blackmail like? And, and, and how does, how do, how do you have gangs of blackmailers? It's so interesting to me because cameras aren't really commonplace at this point. Um, it would would be the kind of thing like, um, you, you know, as a hot body come God, you would take a fellow like, you know, me or Matt home. Hey, and right. um, F- butt fuck them. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. We would be gonna butt fuck you, of course. What? But then you know, uh, you, like your fucking mom comes out and is like, "Aaron's only 15. and then we're like, "Oh," and like she's like fucking raising hell, and then we just fucking fork over money to get the fuck out of there. Right, right. So there's like scams. Like, it was teaching them scams like that, mm. and, 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 and tra- scam like entrapping people. Yeah, and then saying, "Hey." If you don't want this to get out, then you're right. a fucking pe- exactly. pedophile. Exactly. <sighs> that kind of thing. That's uh, that's fucked up, and I love it. It's pretty brilliant. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, you know, a safe thing for a young lady to do in very poor uh, Manhattan, you know? Safe-ish. Uh, she, uh... She had uh, uh, lawyers that she kept on retainer, uh, Big Bill Howe and Little Abe Hummel. <laughs> Big Bill Howe and Little, Little Abe, Abe Hummel. Hummel. Yeah, Howe and Hummel. <laughs> they cover everything. She gave him five grand a year. But no matter the size of your case, <laughs> we can handle the job. <laughs> she got cab drivers at her disposal. Uh, she um, she only took like one person that wasn't a um, family member, kind of like into her close, close circle, which is a man named Herman Stoud. And he would uh, go with her to assess halls for how much to pay. And then she would also have one of her kids come to keep an eye out for detectives surveilling. Wow. And that was the only... That, that guy, Herman, I think he showed up after the the, the non-entity died. And, oh, uh, uh, yeah. And then I think he was kind of, uh, you know... Surrogate non-entity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how'd they know? A step non-entity, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, during the, they, the... The sellers had to be within her eyesight at all times. She, you don't get out of her eyesight. There's no funny stuff. You mean like in a in a, in a deal in a transaction? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know Stout would grab all the shit, and um, it would only money would only change hand, hands at that point once he had it. I imagine she never, didn't touch much of it, or um, she definitely moved all of it. That's crazy. Took it all in and then got rid of it. Uh, and um, she. Uh, you know, she was kind of taking in a lot of these kids to keep people away from the Grady gang, which was the other big fence. So it was like also like a smart uh, okay. thing. And then the only thing Grady could do later was even uh, just uh, offer more to the criminals to keep of their of their. Well, that's competition. It's the right. It's the, the lifeblood of capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, she handled apparently throughout her entire career uh, between five and ten million in stolen property. Uh, and that's those dollars. Those dollars exactly. So, 
a hundred million. Yes. Or yeah. more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was Ellen Clegg and Queen Liz and little Annie. Old Mother Hubbard was in the gang. <laughs> old Mother Hubbard? Old mother, the, even, the woman who lived in the cupboard? Yeah. Even Old Mother Hubbard was in there. Uh, Kid Glove Rose. Uh, Sophie Lyons, like I said, one of the most famous uh, confidence criminals of all time. They said um, even if she was caught, she could feign every shade of emotion to get out of it. She would convince people she was a kleptomaniac when she got caught stealing. Um, and and, uh, she, and if she didn't, she was a nymphomaniac. <laughs> and she got she got out of everything, and then she ended up uh, writing a book in 1903 called Crime Doesn't Pay. <laughs> uh, still playing the game. Still, Yeah, still completely playing the game. And, Crime doesn't pay, but please buy my book mm-hmm. telling you about how it doesn't. Uh, beauty. Adam Worth was a huge uh, student of uh, Marm's. He was known as the Napoleon of Crime. Hmm. Uh, international art thief. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and uh, art's a racket. Yeah. Uh, so she starts this thing then as an extension of what we're talking about here, which is this kind of John Wicky hotel. Yeah, that was uh, that's what I was thinking. Fucking as you mentioned, her taking in all these kids and teaching them. I was like, this is like John Wick three then, Parabellum. Then it ex- expands, and she starts. No joke. The actually named. Bureau for the Protection of Criminals. <laughs> oh my god. Which provides bail money and how and Hummel, the lawyers. Oh, bit, uh, little Al and big, big Little Abe and Big yeah, Bill. Oh boy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you said it, pussy. Are you are you, have oh! you been falsely accused? Are you getting pushed around by your big law partner? Are you sick of that? Cause I am <laughs> Shut up, pig. <laughs> uh but she would not Support the wives of criminals saying, you're just being a housekeeper. Go out and make some money. You yeah. fucking non-entity, <laughs> non-entity bitch. Oh, boy. Yeah. Boy, she, do I love that. She treated them as non-entities. Get some kids and teach them how to rob. Yeah, she's got, she had kids. Yeah. She, she, yeah. she fucking pulling probably double, teaching their kids. Double, triple, quadruple duty she's pulling. Yeah. Now, this is a real... Feminist icon. Now, uh, Black Lena Kleinschmidt, um, she was one that kind of went out to Hackensack, New Jersey, and started imitating uh, Marm's things. Oh, uh, franchising the, the model. Mm, yeah. And uh, she had these big parties, and at one of them, she wore the rings of one of the people that was at the parties who she stole from. Oh, bad Like move. a big emerald. Yeah. And um, she ran out and, like, you know, got the cops and was like, hey, here's my fucking ring. This woman obviously stole it a couple weeks ago, and now she's wearing it at her party. And, um... She gets arrested, and uh, Marm said her what was supposed to be her famous catchphrase, which is, <laughs> it takes brains to be a real lady. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. And you know what? I think she's right. As a lady myself, <laughs> I can tell you the amount uh, of brains it takes. great brains, kid. Oh, boy. So I want, I want to tell you a little bit about some of the people under her, uh, her tutorship. Please. Uh, but I would like to do that after a little break. Big Sound good? Marm. We will be right back, folks, with some of uh, the random psychopaths trained, educated by Marm Mandelbaum. We'll be right back. Big bad Marm. And we're back. Oh. Hey, hi. How you doing, man? <laughs> wow. Good. Now, Aaron. <laughs> John, I don't. I bet you don't know that one of the guys known as the King of the Bank Robbers was trained, not so much by uh, Marm Mandelbaum, but definitely uh, had a, a, a 
a home under her roof. Is that right? Yes. And this guy's this guy's really fascinating. I thought you would like this guy a lot because this guy is uh, raised in Cincinnati, and his uh, family uh, is is wealthy because his star- his father starts a brewery, and uh, he goes into uh, the Civil War, uh, uh, but then his father pays three hundred dollars so he doesn't have to go. And that's uh, all. Three hundred bucks. I think mean, that's the part you like the most. Oh, it is. Uh, no, the part I think you no, like I, the most. I would serve my country. Is um, he? Uh, you know, he the kinda, right side of the he, country. <laughs> he kind of gets the wrong, like the. He kind of gets a, a tough break because then everybody shits on him for not going to war, even though he was like willing to. How much you pay um, for that? Daddy cucked him. Yeah. So good country son. paternal cucking him. Oh man. <laughs> So his parents die in 1967, and he sells his... 1867. 1867, excuse me. And he sells the family home, the brewery, and uh, he studied this whole time that he's been growing up to be an architect, and he sells his architectural firm, and he goes to New York, uh, and then there's like all the fallout of the Civil War is kind of going on in New York, and everything's overcrowded, crime's very high, and um, he just falls into that whole lifestyle after being totally not that guy his whole mm. life. And... Um, because of his architectural skills, he rises to the top. Of bank robbing. Of the criminal world. But because he, he he's just got he understood in, how inside knowledge of buildings. Out. Yeah. Well, there's a but door you, you here you usually. You don't want to cut in here. There's the studs. And it's a... It's a <laughs> this is an elevator. Yeah. He, uh, he's, the uh, lathe and plaster gets in the way of your saw, <laughs> so you want to go in through the side. He, uh, he kind of made uh, Philadelphia's headquarters uh, for a while, and while he was there, uh, he was at a boarding house, and he met a 15-year-old daughter of the woman that owned the boarding house, uh, Molly Coth, and he marries her. Uh, uh, how old is he? Uh, he was born in 42. And this is 1870. Uh-huh. So that makes him 20... a whopping 28. And she's 15. And she is 15. Great. Well, but you know, but she was old for her age. Well, yeah. Well, in the boarding house, God only knows. <laughs> and mind you, uh, uh, you uh, people did went through puberty later back yeah. in those days. So, yeah, actually, arguably, it's more of a crime. Continue with the... They went through puberty later? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, as time has gone on, since industrial revolution times, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. children have been going through puberty earlier. Mm-hmm. But they matured faster. They, back yeah. I, well, physically... Later, mentally, yes, they yeah. were probably a little bit tougher. Yeah. All the bank but let's robbing. not let's not uh, ignore the exploitation of young women. And what did you, and you found this out in what it, exploiting young women through experience? No, 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 no. <laughs> all this shit about everybody's puberty getting faster earlier. And... No, no, it's it's been reported on a bunch. I've read, yeah, read, read, read. But in this era, no, he means at, at, said, you know what? Do they fucking? They it measure to, Abe Lincoln's pubes or something. It has to do with I nutrition. Would. Has to do with nutrition and also like uh, hormones. hormones. Okay, food. fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I, I get that. I get that. Um, so he marries this woman, and um, she doesn't know that what he's doing. And uh, she's not a woman. She's a child. She he marries this child. Yes, I, I'm just to, hang in there. I'm trying to be. We'll make it all I'm the way. I'm trying to be yeah. woke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just hang all the way in there. She's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> woman. Uh, and uh, then she's into it when she finds out what he's doing, and uh, then cool. she, then she's kind of like, oh, I'm not so into it because it turns out he's spending a lot of this time and money that I was enjoying from his criminal exploits on other women. Who, who were older than her? Yeah, whopping seventeen, <laughs> yeah. fucking old uh, hags. So early, early in the uh, in the uh, the move to New York, he he gets a, a crew of skilled bank robbers, and not 
including but not limited to uh, Banjo Pete, Jimmy Hope, <laughs> Tom Shang Draper, Abe Coakley, Wait, Tom, uh, Sam Speed, Red Leary, uh, Worcester Sam Paris, Worcester <laughs> Sam Paris, yeah, um, and Leslie is the mastermind, and he doesn't even go. Nice. He just cases, and uh, they they go for years. Um, they say from the time he went to East in uh, 78 or whatever it was, um, it was responsible thereafter that he and his gang were responsible for 80% of the bank robberies in America. Cool. What? Yeah. That killed Dillinger. In America. And they were all taking place in Philadelphia and New York? Yeah. Wellsboro Bank of Philadelphia. Saratoga County Bank of Waterford, New York. South Kensington National Bank of Philadelphia. Third National Bank of Baltimore. And uh, they, they, the biggest one they ever did was the Ocean National Bank in 1869. They got away with $768,000. Holy shit. Leaving $2 million on the floor of the bank. Fuck it. Leave it. Uh, the most famous ones they did was uh, Manhattan Savings Institution. Mm. That thing is like legendary in its day. Um, and this is all in the time before the FDIC insured banks. So right. these banks were just fucked. Yeah, yeah, Been yeah. good. Fuck them. Mm -hmm. um, it took him three years to plan this robbery. Three years. Which one? And Mother Marm, uh, the, the Manhattan Savings. Uh. Mother Marm would be involved in all of this. And he... Uh, at the end of the planning, he vanishes. Um, because the planning. Well, because he doesn't. He's not doing the robbery. I got right? I got But also, he's getting in. He's getting in some shit because, uh, you know, Tom Shang Draper. Yeah, I know Tom <laughs> yeah, Shang Draper. Yeah. You know his wife. Wait, it's not Banjo Pete. What? What's it? What? What? what, what oh no! Yeah, he's 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 hooking up with Shang's wife. Ugh. So that's no good. No, he's, not, uh, he's hooking up with one of his own guys' wives. Well, yeah, group morale. Well, what is she like? Uh, ripe old age of twenty. What or? about Banjo Pete's wife? Is she not good enough? <laughs> Banjo <laughs> Pete's gay. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the kind of people that play banjo. <laughs> <laughs> Nimble fingers, etc. Um, on May tenth, eighteen seventy-eight, Leslie met with his wife Molly, uh, the child. And uh, he told her that he was in uh, problems with his associates, and he said he might get shot, and gave her a bunch of money, and um, he disappeared. She never saw him again. That's a good way to go. Um, hey, Mike, get shot. Here's hey, money. Mike. The <laughs> gang, the gang, um, the gang goes on with the robbery no matter what, and they just follow his instructions, and they get away with two point five million dollars. Holy shit! Two point five million dollars, but twelve grand in cash. Wait, the rest oh, is like bonds? bonds, negotiable bonds for a quarter mil. The rest was in registered bonds. Oh, so you can't even use You can't those. even fuck around with it. So the gang kind of falls apart due to, uh, you know, divvying we up the money. We got the wrong shit! And uh, uh, most of them get arrested. Uh, and uh, over, over years, it's, it's believed that the gang probably took in seven mil. God, that's a lot of money. And uh, Leslie himself was Jesus not Christ. caught. And what, what this guy would do is before every robbery, he would obtain the building's blueprints mm -hmm. and they would Architect. build scale models of the targets. Oh, this is a Motions 11 shit. Yeah. I love yeah. this. And uh, they would uh, they would rent a safe deposit box or, or an account there. And then he would go in and he would look at the layout and, you know, the, the shift changes mm -hmm. and, you know, what time do the cleaning people show up and all that kind of shit. And... Um, he would get one of his friends hired as a watchman or a porter and get more information. And then uh, when he would, uh, so when he was positive it could be done without him getting caught, he would pick the crew and tell them how to do it. 
I love this. And he would uh, sometimes set up a room to resemble the inside. Yeah, and then have them all practice while he watched. Um, With a what do they use for stopwatches back then? And then through candle stopwatches through more they had stopwatches (laughs) through more Mandelbaum. He's got all kinds of. Connections to politicians and cops too, so you know there's kind of like a little bit of a j- get out of right. there's jail a, free. And there's party. like a hey, you know, maybe if you get an alarm on this date, you show up 20 minutes later than you're right, supposed to. Right, right, right. And right. he had models of vaults, models of safes, um, and he would find out what kind of vault or safe was going to be used in the particular robbery, and then he would spend months figuring out how to open it without knowing the combination. Uh, he used a device called the little Joker, which is a wire inserted into the bank safe's lock. In advance, over time, it would kind of uh, show where the tumblers left dents, and you pull it out, and then you would know where to. Then you would know what numbers to do. Hey, I like that. I know you do. I know you do. And um, so, yeah, he would have to go into the bank two times, but he's got a safety deposit in there. Wants Mm -hmm. to leave the wire. Wants to pick it up. Mm -hmm. I'm a paying customer, pal. Every Mm -hmm. reason to be there, you know. He's probably sitting there, you know, watching the shift changes, reading a newspaper. So Mm -hmm. between the little Joker method and between his skill as just an architect, he became the king of the bank robbers. Um, So the main reason he got kind of pushed out was um, the gang was mad that he wasn't focused on his own jobs, and he was he was. He was a French franchising himself out to other gangs for other robberies. And they were like, well, fucking what about us, you know? And he's like, I'm having sex with your wife. What do you want? Oh, and uh, since he was getting all this money off these side jobs, the other guys were like, well, I got to eat. Yeah. And like, it was like being mad at the guy that won't feed you, you know? He's kind of like, what the fuck? Go fucking figure it out yourself, shithead. I taught you how to eat. Um, <laughs> and then they find his body uh, at uh, Tramps Rock in Yonkers, New York. Not Tramps oh. Rock. Yeah. That's my favorite and there club. was a uh, revolver and hat lying beside his hand when his body was found. There was bullet holes in the back of his head, one by each ear, and one under the right side of his nose. Suicide. What? They know that he was not murdered there because there was no blood found at the scene. It was never solved. And then there was uh, basically, they were, they were like, it was Shang did it. Yeah. Yeah. Tom? That's- yeah, they believe Tom Draper pulled the trigger and he is buried Cypress Hill Cemetery. <laughs> Dr. Green Thumb, rest in peace, my Edward. I like how he had a court, you know, he had his jester. The Joker? Uh-huh. The Joker was the tool or whatever? Uh-huh. The Shang? Yeah. Um... So then Sophie Lyons is, is uh, actually, you know what, I'm, I'm going to save Sophie Lyons for a second because I want to talk to you about Adam Worth. Adam Worth is the guy that they called the, the, the Napoleon of crime. Uh, that Napoleon? was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle called him that, and he based oh. Moriarty on this guy. No shit. Yeah. Uh. This guy is the basis for Moriarty. That's great. Yeah. He, uh, he grows up into a poor Jewish family in Germany. Um, it might have been worth with a W-E-R-T-H, and then it was changed when he got to America. Yeah. He comes to Massachusetts, Cambridge. Uh, his father's a tailor. He goes to New York, works at a department store. Civil War breaks out. Lies about his age. He's 17. Joins the Union Army. And um, he's wounded in the Second Battle of Bull Run. Whoa. And shipped to Georgetown Hospital in Washington, D.C., in hospital, he finds out he's been listed as dead and killed in action and leaves. Oh, pretty hell sweet. Yeah, did you start a new fucking life? Yeah. Becomes a bounty jumper where he enlists in different regiments under assumed names, receives his oh, bounty, and then beats it. Wow. Right? Then he, uh, the Pinkertons begin tracking him. 
and he bounces. And the Pinkertons are the predecessor to the FBI. Kind of, but they're no, also no, not really. The Pinkerton was were a private organization. Yeah, yeah. and they were. Um, you, the, the cops are corrupt because you, there was no FBI. Yeah, you can't. You there can't, was right. no federal crossing yeah. state it, lines. They, they did stuff the FBI does now, but they were hired by companies to break strikes to kill strike miners. But to... also, they were they were a thing where one man pays us. Yeah. So we have these interests. Whereas right. if you're like the cops are not going to get Leonidas uh, Leslie. Right. So you would hire the Pinkertons to come in and catch him like in the act right. where it's irrefutable that he did these things and then take them because the cops are all paid off. Right. So it was this thing of like private enterprise, private enterprise, you know, being worse and better. Yes, of course. Um, There's no good guys. So Worth goes to New York. He becomes (laughs) becomes a pickpocket after the war and uh, he starts his own gang, organizes heists. Uh, he uh, steals the cash box off a Adams Express wagon. He gets sentenced to three years in Sing Sing. He escapes, becomes a criminal again on the streets. And then he goes to work for Mar Mandelbaum. Then he goes into bank and store robberies in 1866, starts planning his own jobs. And then in 1869, 1869, 1869, excuse me, at the behest of Mar Mandelbaum, he breaks out of prison. (laughs) Hey, would you mind? Would you mind breaking out of prison? Charlie Bullard. And Charlie Bullard is an expert safe cracker. And Mar Mandelbaum is like, there's just talent going to waste in there, You know, baby. there's only one guy we can use. You know? He's got one job left in him. So Bullard uh, goes and robs the vault of the Boylston National Bank uh, in Boston on the 20th of November, same uh, same year, again through a tunnel, which is how he got Bullard out of jail. So, oh, so Marm says, hey, Moriarty, break this guy out of prison for me. And then go do jobs with them. And then fence and the you, shit to And him. use tunnels both times. Yeah. Please. Well, the <laughs> tunnels might have been his idea, but, know, but but getting Charlie and putting them together was Marm's idea. This is where Brilliant. she is the architect. She's building a, a Dark Avengers. Yeah, and she yeah. only did it in two words. <laughs> and uh, so the bank alerts the Pinkertons, and they... Uh, they they start shipping uh tracking the shipments of the trunks that they use to get the loot to New York and then they uh. decide to limit to Europe. Two of them. Bullard they go, We're and going Worth. To We're going to Europe. So they go to Liverpool. Liverpool. Bullard takes on the identity of Charles H. Wells, a Texas oil man. Wait, what does now, Charles Wells think about this? Worth was uh, was financier Henry Judson Raymond, who which is the Henry name of the of, of the founding editor of the New York Times. <laughs> oh god. Just takes his name as a financier. And he uses it for years. He goes around Europe as fucking as Henry Judson Raymond. But does he go uh, around Europe as that guy or just as a guy with that name? No, a financier with that name. He okay. just borrows the name. He doesn't okay. say I'm a, I'm the New York uh, Times yeah, guy. Yeah, He's yeah. gonna give it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they begin to fall in love with a bar oh. maid by the name of Kitty Flynn. Both oh. of them? Both of them. She's oh, so charming. No. She's Irish. Come on. Oh God. Who eventually uh, learns Dark Flynn. Black Irish or like she, she eventually learns their true identities. <laughs> These idiots. And she marries Charlie Bullard. <laughs> also Kickaxe. Oh. And uh she's okay. She still likes Adam Worth a lot. Yeah. Nice In guy. 1870, she gives birth to a daughter, Lucy Uh-oh. Adeline. Seven years later, has another daughter named Catherine Louise. Uh-oh. They look nothing alike. The paternity of these two girls is left up to debate. It is possible that Kitty herself did not know, but Bullard and Worth claimed each child all the same. Did they? Was it like a threes company sort of thing? Oh my god! They it's like my time? two dads. Yeah, but also they our moms alive. continued living like this for years. You that sounds what? great. I love as long this. as they're it's progressive. Okay with it. It's so progressive. Yeah. Um, the son of Alan Pinkerton, uh, William Pinkerton, believed that Worth fathered both of them, 
Um, the Bullards went on honeymoon worth uh, stays and Rob's local pawn shops. He shares the loot with Bullard and Flynn when they come back. Aww. And then the three of them move to Paris. Aww. This is wonderful. This is beautiful. <laughs> I, love I love this. this. And uh, they, uh, they uh, Worth and, and his crew start uh, the American bar, a restaurant and bar on the ground floor. Gambling den on the top floor. Gambling is illegal. So the gambling tables are all bit to fold into the walls and floor. So that if the raid happens, See you later. somebody downstairs goes, bing, and then you just throw all the shit away. And it all gets sucked up into the fucking walls and shit. And it almost has a Casablanca type sound to it where it's mm-hmm. like, gambling. Huh? You know, it's gambling. No gambling. Yeah, these chips are worthless. <laughs> They're just, uh, chip. they're just chips. William Pinkerton Yikes. visits the place in 1873, and Adam Worth goes, I know who that is. And he's like, uh, Kill this man. <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. The Pinkertons and, and uh, get, get the uh, Paris police to raid it. And um, he uh, defrauds a diamond dealer. Bad move. And he moves to London. So <laughs> moves to a big city. They uh they get uh they kind of like get into like high society shit in London and he starts a criminal organization again. They get into major major robberies and burglaries. Um, What's the difference? Robberies and burglaries? Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good question. Well, there's a bank robbery, and then a an apartment burglary. So it's a size. So it's no one is a robbery where you just like face to face. I rob you, uh-huh. and, and a if burglary I burglarize surreti- you, is like I'm oh, at your apartment not, right now. Sur- I'm not it's there. a surreptitious. Uh, okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's overt and covert. Oh, thank you, John. Yeah, clarifying um, that. That's very nice. I didn't know that. So uh, anybody involved in these schemes at this time does not know his name That's at all. All the burglary, not even the fake name, um, and he insisted that all of his lackeys did not use violence. In any of the jobs, um, Scotland I mean, <laughs> Scotland Yard starts getting hip to him because there's just so many fucking robberies all of a sudden. Because since this guy arrived, um, <laughs> and burglaries, there's and an open marriages. There is a, a, a peeler named uh, John Shore that is all about just capturing worth. And uh, you say a peeler? Yeah, the the Scotland Yard is the John Pe- founded by John oh. John Peel Peelers. Oh, so they call them peelers. Peelers, oh, okay. yeah. And uh, he he goes after uh, Worth with uh, you know Gusto. Uh, is Gusto one of his lackeys or? <laughs> will, will there be many more questions in this? Uh, yes, 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 absolutely. This is fascinating. John. Things begin to get fucked up because Worth's brother John is in Paris with a fucking bogus check, and then you know Adam has to bail out his little brother and get him. Uh, and or no, he gets extradited to England, and then Worth clears his name there and sends him back to the U.S. Um, four of Worth's buddies get arrested in Turkey, hmm? spreading more uh, forged bullshit, and uh, he had to uh, lay out a bunch of money to pay off the judges and to uh, get all those guys out. And then his buddy <laughs> Bullard, meanwhile, is getting more and more uh, violent and alcoholic, and oh, um, Bullard. he uh, he bails for New York, and uh, Kitty comes afterward. Um, in 1876, though, Will- Worth personally took... Thomas Gainborough's recently rediscovered painting of Georgiana Cavendish, the Duchess of Devonshire, Mm. from a London gallery owned by Thomas Agnew and Sons with the help of two friends. He likes the painting and doesn't want to sell it. The two guys uh, kind of get impatient and uh, one tries to get uh, him to talk in front of a police informer. And Worth is like, you are fired. I'm never going to see you again. Uh, I know you're doing something fucked up here. And then um, he gives little Joe some money to go back to the States. And uh, 
Joe goes back, tries to rob the Union Trust Company, gets arrested, oh, tells the Pinkertons everything about Worth. Oh, boy. And they tell um, the Peelers, and Scotland Yard still can't prove shit about Adam Worth, who's over there, with the painting. He keeps the painting with him while he's traveling, <laughs> while he's organizing new robberies, and he goes to South Africa. He's talking in front of it. He goes to South mm. Africa where he steals half a mil of uncut fucking diamonds. Oh. Uncut gems? Uncut, ge- yeah. uncut gems in theaters now. Back oh, in, I, I back get, in London, he founded Weinerton Company, which sold diamonds at a lower price than its competitors. Hey. Son of a how do they do it? <laughs> uh, in the 1880s, he he marries a woman named Louise Margaret Boljohn, and he's uh, he's still using the name Hen- Henry Raymond. They have a son, name him Henry. Nobody's named Henry, uh, and a daughter, a daughter, daughter Beatrice. What do you mean no one's named Henry? <laughs> well, he's named he's named after his father, who's not named Henry. It's preposterous. <laughs> sure, but people are named. Um, yeah, there are Henry. people who are named Henry. Yeah. He smuggles the painting to the United States, leaves it there. Um, oh, bad move. He goes he goes and decides to visit uh, uh, Belgium because Bullard gets locked up there. And Bullard had been working with Max Shinburn. Remember Max Shinburn? Uh, the guy who said he was into banking? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm into banking. Uh, right. Max Shinburn's over there. In the daylight. He's, and a, he's a king of sorts. Shinburn, um... Shinburn is a rival of Worth's. They kind of are, are uh, both into, like, fencing, high-end art shit, especially. And so... Um, they improvise a robbery on, on like, a, a, like some kind of delivery vessel, and two guys that aren't used to robbing shit, the whole thing gets fucked up. Worth gets um, captured. The other two get away. Oh Worth refuses to identify himself. Uh, the Belgian police start asking people abroad. The NYPD and Scotland Yard identify him as Worth, and the Pinkertons don't say shit. Hmm. Max Shinburn tells the police everything he knows. Uh, while in jail, Worth uh, gets a letter from Kitty, uh, who offered to uh, pay for his defense, even mm. though he has like a whole other family with kids and shit. Yeah. Um, hey, man, open marriage. Love, dude. His love, his love. trial took place. Uh, the prosecutor used everything he knew. Uh, Worth said, "This is all fucking hearsay." And uh, the last opry, op- op- robbery that I got caught for, I was stupid. I needed money. And uh, he's like, anything the Brits or Americans or anybody else says is all bullshit. It's all fucking untrustworthy Americans. And he's like, all my money comes from legal gambling. And uh, he got seven years for robbery. And he was he went to prison. In Belgium. In Belgium. While he's there, nice Shinburn hires other inmates to beat him up. Jesus just, well, Christ. Just to beat him up. He hired uh, him. That's, while, yeah, for a couple cigarettes. While, yeah. while also in jail, he hears that his buddy, uh, Johnny Curtin. <laughs> Johnny Curtin? Yeah, Johnny Curtin. He tasked Johnny Curtin with taking care of his wife. Johnny Curtin fucks his wife and bails on her, and she goes crazy and ends up in an asylum. What? Yeah, Bull John. This dick's crazy. Jesus Christ! But the kids, the kids are for you. The kids are being taken care of uh, by his brother John. Um, so he gets out in 1897. He goes back to London. He immediately steals four grand to set up n- new new shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, to set up a diamond shop. And uh, he visits his wife in the asylum. She doesn't even know him. Fuck. Don't even know your name. Goes to uh, New York, sees his kids. Um, then he meets William Pinkerton from, from the Pinkerton. The Pinkerton. What, well, just a and game he, of gin, gin rummy? Or what and the, he, tells, he tells William Pinkerton everything. And... He, he like the, his entire life. The manuscript that Pinkerton wrote after Worth Worth left 
the agency is still preserved in the archives of the Pinkerton Detective Agency in Van Nuys, California. Wait, is still it Van Nuys? A... Yeah. They are sneaky. <laughs> wow, no one would ever imagine. <laughs> Through Pinkerton, Worth arranges the return of the painting, the Duchess of Devonshire, to the art gallery in return for 25 grand. This is a catch yeah, if you can. He still yeah. is getting paid for his fucking yeah. robbery. I love it. And he and the portrait and the payment were exchanged in Chicago on the 28th of March, 1901. Worth goes back to London with his kids, spends the rest of his life with them. That's wonderful. His son takes advantage of an agreement between his father and Alan Pinkerton, and he becomes a career Pinkerton detective. Wow. What the fuck? That's fucking gnarly. Yeah. This just I mean there's so much there's so much to go over there, like the fact that the two king, like these two genius robbers, mm -hmm. they work. The one time they work together is the time they both get caught. Oh yeah, and they yeah. I mean, Chinburn rolls on him so fast, um, and you know, but you get a guy. Worth never said anything to anyone, not even his name. Right, he's, you know, he's just he beat to up. cops. <laughs> yeah, um, he said every single thing in his life. He died. <laughs> he died on the eighth of January, nineteen o two. He's buried in Highgate Cemetery. What 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 year? Nineteen o two. Okay. Uh, he's buried in a mass pauper's grave. Oh my god! Um, under the name Henry J. Raymond. It's not his name. <laughs> if only they had known his name. Uh, well, the real a guy small died tombstone and... was erected to mark his resting place in '97 by the Jewish American Society for Historic Preservation. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Can we go to the Pinkerton Museum? Yeah, we definitely we, we can go should. to the Pinkerton Museum. I gotta see this manuscript. Yeah. Or take it. What? Oh, I shouldn't have said Shh. that. I told you about uh, uh, King, uh, the the. Uh, Sophie Lyons. Of course she did. Her, uh, you know, ability to feign every emotion, etc., and get out of things. In January 31st, 1880, uh, she, has a, she has a thing where she's trying to get her son forced into school because he won't go and he's truant. And he's so generally unruly that she's, she actually wants him to be now put in a juvenile correctional facility. Yeah, her you, son. You take him. <laughs> After she finished, George shouts, This woman is a thief and a shoplifter. I've seen her steal in Montreal and elsewhere. That's her son? Her son. <laughs> Not Montreal. She's trying to put him in jail. And he, elsewhere. He's trying to put her in jail. Same fucking, like, what yeah. a shit show. Um, the rest of both. He goes, yeah, you want to get rid of me and you're my mom. How can I tell when you have two husbands with you with you go all over the country stealing everywhere? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, this kids. causes such a furor in the courtroom that they're like, we need to speak to both of you separately and find out what the fuck is going on here. So she confesses and whatever. You know, it's it's a whole fucking thing. Um, and uh, he... Um, He's he's informed that he's not going to be released, and yeah. uh, he tries to kill himself by swallowing a handkerchief. Well, it's uh, either that or hang yourself with, with some one. bandages. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she goes. She goes. Ends up in the Midwest in the 1890s as a part of a burglary gang led by Billy Burke, who she would later marry. She goes back to New York in 1895 and gets arrested by uh, Stephen O'Brien, a detective in the police department, and um, she. Uh, she uses the alias Mary Watson around this time, goes uh, into the dry goods store at 6th Avenue and 14th Street. This is not Marm's store. Um, Marm here? She's told by the store detective that she's wanted by local police, and Plunkett, this, uh, this store detective, grabs her and brings, you know, tries to bring her in. And uh, Plunkett tells the crowd, this is the one of the most notorious pickpockets in the world. And uh, they just chase after her. And, wait, wait uh, the crowd does? The crowd does, yeah. The How do you know? She's got my wallet. 
They just, you know, fucking... Um, <laughs> just what was the crowd doing? Plunkett basically gets the, lo yeah. the local cops in on it and stuff, and uh, she... Um, she retires uh, after basically she's let off for for this. Even she she gets off for this. She's just a perfect con woman, and she settles in Detroit and she writes the memoir "Why Crime Does Not Pay," and she becomes a known philanthropist and huh? a, and a prison reformer. She owned forty houses. Wait, where did she get all this money? Not including vacant property, crime stealing, paying. crime, yeah. crime paying her. Yeah, due to real estate and business investments worth five hundred grand, approximately twelve point seven million in twenty eighteen. She publicly offered to provide <laughs> rent-free homes for any criminals with families who were brought to Detroit by the Pathfinders Reform Group. Oh, that's nice. On the February 6th, 1916, she announced at the Pathfinders annual dinner that she would be donating land worth 35 grand to establish a building for juvenile delinquents. Oh. And this is very, like, you know, Mother, you know, Mother Mandelbaum kind of influence to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's of this course. thing of, like, taking care of the crooks. Yeah. At, and, um... She's paying it forward. Yeah. She brings a, a character building facility at Lafayette Boulevard and 24th. A character building facility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you just start at the bottom and work way up. She specified that the gift uh, of living there was that the, the home is to be devoted to the work of convincing children who have begun to be criminals that they have chosen the wrong path and training them so they will have the strength to go right. A secondary purpose is to provide a place in which adults who have fallen into crime may get a start on life again. And the third purpose is to teach kids how to be really good criminals. Well, yeah. that's kind of the thing you got to yeah. wonder is how much of it was that. Yeah. Um, how much of it is a training camp? In 1922, the 73-year-old Lyons discovers that her house had been robbed of between six and seven thousand dollars in bonds and thirteen thousand dollars in diamonds. She would have known when they were doing like the monkey bars. She returned uh, uh, after what, a like fucking Al Qaeda terrorists. <laughs> yeah. You creep. When you think camp. of a terrorist training camp, you think of monkey bars. You're perverted. <laughs> She uh, she said uh, she came back from a trip that day and she found empty boxes and books and everything strewn, ar strewn around. She claimed the diamonds that were stolen were a gift from her son who had died recently in Seattle. She told reporters, I have no idea who did the job and I am unhappy to think that men who would do such a thing to an old woman who devotes a large income to prison relief work. She died on the 8th of May, 1924 at the age of 75. Good age. Right, pretty good. So, I mean, a lot of these criminals also don't die young. You know, under uh, Mother Marm's yeah. mandibles. I mean, she, that's good teaching. Because yeah. most criminals do, because they're not good at it. Right. They really do. Well, it selects for the good. It selects, it, you know, yeah, it is a form selection. of evolution, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's really wonderful. That's why we have so many great criminals now. Yeah, I mean, most of them are capitalists. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yeah. So, um, the the last thing I want to tell you about is... is um, I'm also, uh, like, there's, there's far more women than I'm saying here, but a lot of the guys are the ones that have... Um, uh, a lot of the the big falls from graces, and that's kind of why they're more reported. A lot of the women actually retire to you know really not much fanfare. Shocker! They get away with it. That's the way to go. Um, Most of the men go out. So Max Max Schinberg, um, he was another one called the king of the bank robbers, and uh, he was uh, you know he was hooked up with Worcester Sam, of course, and George Bliss and Fairy McGuire. Of course, Fairy McGuire, who could and uh, the softest feet. New Jersey Bank, the first for Shinburn. And um, he did have a knowledge of locks and, and safes, uh, and uh, he, he would work for the Lily Safe Company. He worked for a safe company to learn this shit. <laughs> Absolutely so brilliant. And um, he was one of the best fitters in the burglary industry in the United States. Um, he makes impressions of keys from wax to fit any kind of lock. 
right? Oh, I, th- I thought that was just like a fucking old wives' tale because I read that in, in books as a kid. It just seemed well. Also, well, also back then the locks were less yeah, that's yeah, true. There's there a skeleton, there's a skeleton key. Yeah, is, yeah, they had to. Well, they had to get out Fox t- to make all these improvements to. <laughs> yes, true. Again, that's true. Yeah. Um. So with that, he 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 basically drives the Lily Company out of business, robbing their safes all over the country because <laughs> he knows how to rob. Any, any, li- like if you see a Lily safely, you're like, oh, I'm nodding, you know. I'm a fucking boss. The safe. Uh, in 1964, or in 1864, he uh, takes a lot, a lot of money from banks in New England. He robs the Concord uh, Bank in New Hampshire. He was captured, tried, convicted, and sentenced to the Concord State Prison for 10 years. He escaped. He was rearrested 12 months later. Lily locks. He escaped again. He engaged, oh my God. he engaged in the robbery in the vault of the office of Lehigh and Wilkes-Barre Coal Company in 68. This company was uh, a client of Pinkerton's, and it was uh, handed over to them. G.H. Um, Bangs, the superintendent of the agency, arrests Shinburn as he leaves the saloon uh, on Broadway in, uh, in New York. I'm just drinking. Uh, during the night, Shinburn escaped. Wait, he went to a saloon the night he escaped? No, he was caught in a saloon, got, escaped that night. Oh, that oh, night. Caught that, that night. night, escaped that night. Nice. In uh, really Walpole, New Hampshire, he's arrested for the Walpole bank robbery. He was convicted <laughs> and sentenced to 15 years in prison. He escaped. This was in 1869. How is he escaping? He goes uh, from Wilkes-Barre to New York, and he was arrested by Alan Pinkerton and G.H. Bangs from the Pinkerton crew. And he escaped the same night. <laughs> Well, this uh, is what happens when you have a monopoly of the lock system. Yeah. <laughs> when it's one company that makes all the locks, and you used to work for them. Exactly. I'm sorry, pal. This is a good argument for a robust, competitive capitalist atmosphere uh-huh. in the lock-making business. Wait, no. You want you want a bunch of different companies making locks. That's what I just said. Oh, okay. Yeah. A robust, competitive atmosphere. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Not monopoly. Introducing Not, okay. the Play-Doh Safe Company. <laughs> this Play- one's shaped like Play-Doh. stars. Play-Doh. Play-Doh, yeah. Just like the easiest safe to break. Um. So then he goes in 69, uh, 1869 to rob the St. Albans Bank in Vermont, and the watchman uh, scares the shit out of them in the middle of the the uh, uh, bank robbery, and they they flee. Hey, no Robin. Shinburn gets arrested after serving nine months. Uh, they uh, bear holes in the gate, uh, and uh, they were able to crawl out, and and, uh, and right in front of the guards and the prison gang, they were able to just fucking like. Out of here. Looks like they're crawling out. What there. do we do? Robs a bank in Ohio, uh, and uh, then he robs the Ocean Street Bank in New York, and uh, he he gets caught. He gives his he gives his share of the robbery to the detective who lets him escape. <laughs> oh my god! He gets ro- he uh, robs the West Maryland Bank. He's arrested in New York. He escapes. So, uh, Jesus Christ! Uh, him and uh, George White. Uh, uh, they took uh, 2.550 from the Ocean National Bank in New York. Um, Million? Then, yeah. And uh, oh. he leaves uh, to go to Belgium. Remember I told you he went to Belgium. Mm-hmm. He left with a million dollars. He he buys that the title Baron Schindel. He buys it. He buys the title Baron Schindel. He, he was known as a count when he showed up. He buys the title Baron Schindel, and he, he's known around Brussels as Baron Schindel. And he's got a fucking company and shit, and he starts gambling, and then he's broke. What's <laughs> <laughs> his company? Really Baron, you know He goes I mean? back to burglarizing and uh, w- with his friends in Paris, and Charlie Bullard is, is one of them, and um, they get caught. Uh, he goes to jail for five, ten years. It's unreally, not really known. He escaped in a month. 
Um, Man, this guy's yeah. escaped prison ten times. Well, you arrest him for a night, he's out immediately. Dude. But when you put him in for five to ten years, it takes a month. So if you get him, if you get him past the first night, likely you'll get him there for a few months. <laughs> yes. Pinkerton's track. See, that's the thing too is that Pinkerton's are now international too because it's a private thing. So they can track him in England, where he's rumored to have gone after he gets out, that's and nice. then he's rumored to go to America. And um, in that short time he was in England, England also had another spate of bank robberies, or like went through the roof. And um, are there people in England who are the English not robbing banks? Or is it well, <laughs> if anything, those Guy Ritchie documentaries teach me is that they love robbing yeah, banks. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? Americans do it better. Oh, I see. <laughs> I don't know about that. but <laughs> Well, they send us our criminals. So. I think we just do it more. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's better. Well, we're all, we are a quality, quantity over quality yeah, 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 country. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a, there's a um, <laughs> you know, uh, per capita, <laughs> Britons, Brits probably rob more yeah. per capita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he gets uh, he gets involved in this Middleburg, New York robbery, and they all the whole crew gets caught. Uh, he gets sentenced to four years, eight months in Danamora for the Middleburg robbery. He's released from Plattsburgh on October tenth, nineteen hundred. He's immediately rearrested by W. S. Tuttle. There of, he is of Keene, New Hampshire, who had um, papers from the governor of New Hampshire, uh, and he was. Uh, he was basically tracking this guy for like 40 years and got <laughs> Jesus There he Christ. is. He just he came out of that jail over there. Yep. Got him. <laughs> uh, and then he served uh, eight years again and he walked out a free man, 1908. Served eight years. Yeah. And uh, then I, he's rumored to have retired after that in Monaco with, it, with money oh my from Marm Mandelson. Wow. And in Monaco, no less. I mean, that's fucking. If there's anywhere in the world that you want to retire to, it's fucking Monaco. Well, it yeah. took him eight years to get out of there. I'll trade eight years of my life to retire. Sure, Monica. sure. It just means his hands didn't work or something, or the locks were. He he had gotten so Arthritis, old. Yeah, I couldn't uh, break out. Yeah, Jesus Monaco. Christ. Come yeah. on, that's hey. not bad. That's a good career. So now, in the year 1884, there's kind of a reform movement going down. People are sick of the willy-nilly crime in New York. Who's willy-nilly? And Is he one of those? One of the guys? <laughs> the DA uh, takes on uh, the Pinkertons because he knows he can't trust the cops. Uh. And his name is Peter Olney, and um, they uh, basically get, uh, you know, somebody to, like, sell her stolen shit and then, you know, raid it, find the silk that was stolen, etc. Uh, and um, they said when they found her warehouses, it did not seem possible that so much wealth could be assembled in one place. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there seemed to be enough clothes to supply an army. There were trunks filled with precious gems and silverware. Antique furniture was stacked against the wall. Um, Herman Stoud, uh, Marm, her son Julius, were all arrested in July. Marm issued a rare statement. <laughs> I keep a dry goods store and have for 20 years past. I buy and sell dry goods as other dry goods people do. <laughs> <laughs> I have never knowingly bought stolen goods. Neither did my son Julius. I have never stolen anything in my life. I feel that these charges are brought against me for spite. I have never bribed the police, nor had their protection. I never needed their protection. I and my son are innocent of these charges. So help me God. I arrange and sell shrubberies. I'm a shrubber. Roger the shrubber. So, uh, yeah, uh, the lawyers, they 
Big Bill fucking Hal, Little Abe Hummel. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. Ooh. This is a pretty big case, Ish. Bill. Ooh, oh, the world is watching. Ooh. What are we going to do, Jim? Oh, we're going to get him. <laughs> big defense. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna capture that bear lady. Uh, <laughs> so they, the Hummel and Howe arrange for her to post uh, bail, while they, um, they just get her the fuck out of there. They ship her off to Ontario, and uh, they're like, um, That's such a good move. Cali- Why not? California. They, they're trying. They're trying in the meantime to uh, to to get the lawyers to um, re-corrupt the DA's office. Recorrupt them. Yeah, because oh, because he was a complete reformer only, and he couldn't be reasoned with. And um, <laughs> this man, was, we've tried bribing him. He, he can't be reasoned. Yeah. To do. And uh, so she goes to Toronto, and then um, she she leaves carrying more than a million in cash, carrying. And um, she goes back to New York only two times. One is to from a distance watch the funeral of her eldest daughter. Oh wow! Yeah. Two is to move the dumbwaiter one more time. 1984, 10 years after she left, she said to a visitor, um, and now in those years too, she's rumored to have just like become like a peddler again, going door to door selling shit, super low profile, change her name to uh, Fuchs. And, like Barry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and she, she watched the, yeah, the funeral procession from afar for her... her uh, her daughter's funeral, and then just went back to Toronto. And then the last time she came back was when she died and was buried. Um, she said, she told the visitor, I would gladly gladly forfeit every penny of my wealth in order to once again breathe freely the atmosphere of the 13th Ward. Wow. That fucking shithole. Yeah, but those were, that was peak marm. Mm. And um, at, at her funeral, uh, newspapers said that many of the mourners had their pockets picked. <laughs> Deservedly so. John. Her legacy lives on, does it not? You like that? Isn't that nice? Isn't that fucking nice? And she taught him well. Mother Mar Mandelbaum, that's queen pr- of the fences. That's wow. pretty wild stuff, John. That's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful profile. Yes, yes. It was really, it was really, really fun. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Richard Park for kind of, uh, he kept bringing this one up to me after I originally talked about it and then he kind of, Followed up on the story and just like mentioned a few loose facts that made me kind of hey. like dive back mm, in. Richard Park, fan wow. of the show, friend of the show, nice guy. Um, there's well. uh, there's so many, so many, <laughs> so many references. Um, King of the Heists by uh, Jay North Conway, Rivington Street by uh, Jim Norekis. There is Frederica Mandelbaum by Rona Holub. There is Lee McKenzie and Bygone Badass Broads. Bygone hey. Badass Broads? Mm-hmm. That's the one we got to get. A, like a porno? Or... <laughs> uh, Herbert Asbury was all around the town, the sequel to Gangs of New York. Really? Uh, yeah. And uh, there is uh, Ben McIntyre with The Napoleon of Crime, The Life and Times of Adam Worth. Uh, I do have to say The Big Book of Thugs was my, my biggest uh, thing. Are, these are great books. Sophie yeah. Lyons, Why Crime Does Not Pay, George Washington Walling, Recollections of a New York City Chief of Police, Napoleon of Crime, Life and Times, I already said that one, excuse me. Um, the Hangs of New York, An Informal History of the Underworld by Herbert Asbury is another one. Um and yeah, those are those are the main ones. Very yeah, nice. Pretty great stuff, John. Yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this. One. Uh, that's a uh, that's a uh, prototypical profiles profile, I'd say. I think.
think it kind of is. You so know, many good characters. I mean, what? what uh, what's your favorite character? What was you? What was the? I mean, obviously, Marm. Just the idea. I, I, her, I love. But... I love the the George Leonidas Leslie and the architect turned bank robber. Yeah, yeah I think that's a beautiful, beautiful story. That's pretty great. Adam Worth is just so shrewd and fascinating, and the way these guys never really get snitched out because they just don't fucking talk. Yeah, like. You know, a lot of people feel like there's no point in in doing crime unless you can brag about it. And bragging about it is the fastest way to stop. Absolutely. Shut your fucking mouth. Yes. Whatever the... Yeah. When in doubt, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Have some... The pride is... Not having to say yeah. anything. Don't right. get drunk. Don't go to the bar. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, shut the fuck up and yep. just count your money at home and mm-hmm. enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, uh, Worth is really great. Um, I do love that Sophie Lyons uh, ends up becoming this like so rich from scams. Never get, never really going to do hard time um, for a lifetime of crime. And gives back. And gives back mm-hmm. everything at the end. Yeah, that's great. Um, and uh, yeah, even you know Mar Mandelbaum herself. Uh, she only really faced exile. She never faced imprisonment. Yeah. But she ran away from the trial, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, she did. Yeah. Um, but um, never got caught, hey, never got Canada's extradited. Not a, Canada's not a bad place to retire to. No, it's not Monaco, but hey. hey yeah. You know what? She's an old marm. She's mm-hmm. not a highfalutin gambler type. Mm-hmm. She's. How about that fucking guy's kid becoming a Pinkerton detective? That's great. After a life of of, of spectacular worldwide crime, well, that's the best. He's the basis of Moriarty. Well, yeah. that's like the that's the Frank Abagnale thing too. Like, yeah. they're the best people to mm-hmm. get into uh, law enforcement or people who know how crime mm, yeah, works. Sneakers, you hire yeah. the hackers to yeah. the hackiest. Sneakers like, with yeah. River Phoenix. Check it but out. But that's another oh, thing yeah. too is the idea of, you know. The criminal teams in comic books never win because the, the, their egos trip out. And, like, this is, like, a lot of people where it's just, like, do what you're told and don't get an ego and wait for your money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't get greedy. Treat it like a business. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. not a fucking rap song. Yeah. Just <laughs> exactly. And uh, there's so much discipline on hand here, even to the point that you have the the Bureau for the protect, Protection of Criminals. It's called a bureau? Yeah. I mean, I mean when that's... it's called a bureau, you know it's professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real thing. I love it. it. It means there's just one society and there's a flip side society, right? And that is what that's the kind of thing that legitimizes it. Yes, you know. Oh yeah, we run but, it equally, if not better, than the legit stuff because we don't have the luxury of the law as protection. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have to be extra buttoned up. And it's just this thing too, where you go like, it's now a brotherhood. What happened? Sisterhood? Were were you were you doing something crooked? Okay, you're afforded the bureau's protection. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's all it takes. Yeah, is to just be a scoundrel. Yeah, and you're immediately like entitled to legal con- like you know yeah. legal counsel. Yeah, from from Big Bill Howe yeah. and Little Abe Humble. Well, I mean, I mean what, they're the best. Are you a crook? <laughs> oh, what do you need? <laughs> Wonderful, John. Very good stuff. Very uh, good stuff. One of my favorite profiles you've done, probably. Really? Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, there's just. And not an ounce of perversion in there other than the kid fucking. Uh, Yeah, which was entirely invented by you, I believe. Yeah. (laughs) When was she, 15? Uh, 15, who was 27? I never said he had sex with her, Aaron. He married her! (laughs) Well, maybe you're right. I know. Well, it was a simpler time back then. Yeah. Ever watched the Donna Reed show? They went in separate beds, dude. (laughs) The Donna Donna Reed show? You hear about any other kids? You ever hear any mention of Molly? Did I watch the Donna Reed show? Yeah. (laughs) 
Donna Reed. Yeah, I from know. It's a it, Wonderful Life. I know it. I, I, you know who Donna Reed is? Yeah, I, I know who Donna Reed is. Do you? I do. Why are you calling her Reedus? <laughs> I said I know who Donna Reed is. Donna Reedus. Donna Reedus. I know what Donna Reedus. Yeah, I had Donna Reedus once. I got to clear it up. Okay, I know exactly what Donna Reedus. <laughs> Very good. Uh, That's great, Jeff. Thank you very much. Uh, I was I was happy to share it with you boys. Um, I think we think we did the job. Yeah, I think it's, it's good. Uh, fellas, uh, I'm gonna say good night. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Pita. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Network.